Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. How are you doing today? Wonderful. How are you? <laughs> doing well. <Craig. laughs> doing well. This week was a huge week for Disney news. Yeah, it was. Like, it's crazy. Like, I wanted to talk. I, you know, we always typically have a topic, but I don't know that we'll have an actual topic today because there's so much Disney news that I feel like the whole episode is just going to be news today. Fine by me. Yeah. So the one thing, though, before we dive into the official Disney news is, I'm not sure if you saw this, but deep fakes are taking over the internet. We live in the Matrix now. <laughs> the Matrix is real. So someone did a deep fake of, they put Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. in Back to the Future. And it is perfect. And I've never wanted to see this movie more in my entire life. You're such a podcast host. I don't know if you saw this. Um, you showed it to me. Yes, I saw it. <laughs> little little behind the scenes uh, magic there. Yeah, you did see it. But if, if our listeners didn't see it, though, definitely go check it out. Uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, Tom Holland looks like he could be Michael J. Fox. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, fits in very well for Doc Brown. And really, it's like an incredible movie that I think they should make. The technology is fascinating. And it really does look legitimately like them at some points. I find it... I I do not share your enthusiasm about this so much because I think it is absolutely frightening that they can make something that legitimate looking when those people had nothing to do with it. Well, movies. I do think that that we are getting to the point where... They're no longer going to have to remake movies with new actors <laughs> that they can just take the old movies and put new actors in them with this deep fake technology. To your point, it is kind of uncanny how good it looks, but they could have essentially remade Back to the Future and put them in that movie the whole time. Yeah. And you would have never known. Mm. So we had a listener question from uh, Jennifer M. And she asked, if you could recast any other kind of classic movie with people from the MCU, which movies would you want it to be? So kind of, you know, you had Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. who play Iron Man and Spider-Man in the movie. So who would you recast? Now, I would recast, and this has been rumored, but Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones. Oh. Now, they had talked about this a few years ago when they were going to redo Indiana Jones, and now Harrison Ford is back in it, but... I think this would be great. I think Chris Pratt would be a great Indiana Jones. So I think that's a good one. Yeah, you shouldn't have led with that one because I have other ones and now I feel far less confident about mine. Okay, go ahead. What else do you have? <laughs> I mean, that, that's probably yeah, my I was best say, one. That was good. Why would you leave with your best one? Um, so uh, to be honest, I, I don't know. I, whenever you said this, I have a very hard time envisioning other people in roles that they didn't play in, in place of other actors. So mine might seem like a little bit of a scattershot, but I thought The Sixth Sense with Benedict Cumberbatch might be an interesting as, fit. As Bruce Willis or as uh, Haley Joe Osment? No, as, as Haley Joe. He could do it. He could do no, it. as Bruce Willis. Um, well, I actually, I have Benedict Cumberbatch in a movie too. I mean, here's the thing. If we're talking about movies from the past, I noticed this as I was actually trying to do this. You're going to pluck all the male characters because every single iconic role from those old older movies are all male led it's i it was actually a challenge because i'm like oh i should put some of the females into these and it was a challenge to find anything with a significant well, enough one female role to put one in it i mean i found one but i would say you could you could put in like a pretty in pink or breakfast club you could 
put like I could see Scarlett Johansson in a remake of that one. But I had Benedict Cumberbatch and Chadwick Boseman in Die Hard. And I had Chadwick Boseman as Bruce Willis's character, John McClane, yes. and Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Hans Gruber. <laughs> I think. And when I thought of this, because I was really thinking hard about this, when I thought of this, after I thought of it, it's all I could think about. That, that's the movie I want to see now is Chadwick Boseman, Benedict Cumberbatch in a remake of Die Hard. I that think that's the winner. Pretty, that, that would be pretty incredible. I think another really good one. Now, this isn't so much a classic movie. Now, it came out in 2003, I think. Is that when Pirates of the Caribbean came out? 2003, early 2000s? Yeah, it was... Old enough to be a classic. Three, I think. All right, yeah. so follow me on this one. Robert Downey Jr.'s Captain Jack Sparrow. I think he he can play. He's a very good character actor. I think he could play an excellent Captain Jack Sparrow. And then we know Josh Brolin is great in mocap. Make him Davy Jones. He did greatest Thanos. He, Thanos, Davy Jones, they have that weird chin thing going on. So I think uh, Josh Brolin would be great as Davy Jones. Uh, I think I'm just, <laughs> I'm like remaking that. incredible no, movies no, here. No, I don't like it. Nope. Um, so I thought a good one would be Face Off with Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, the two Chris's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be good. Yeah, I think that they would be interesting. They're both kind of suave looking gentlemen. I think that they have a similar look about them. Not that they look alike, but I think that they would play those roles well. I think that would be a, a very interesting thing. And they are remaking fa- Face Off, so maybe they'll Are they really? Okay. I, th- I think so. All right. I, um, see, wait, wait. I want another one too. Well, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and also, seeing as you kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but Pretty Woman with Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr. as the gentleman. Who, oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so instead of Richard Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Okay. Yeah. I had Chris Hemsworth because he's much more comedic. So I was I was trying to think of like comedies for him. Now this isn't a movie, but Full House, uh, playing Uncle Joey. <laughs> I think Dave Coyier's character, they're both blonde. I think that's where I was coming from with it. And he's kind of the comedian on the show. And Chris Hemsworth is taking more comedic turns. So that was a good one. But I also thought, so Tom Holland, he did a great job. He, I would say he did a great job. I mean, they put his face on Michael J. Fox, so he really didn't do anything. But I think he would make a good Ferris Bueller and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I could see him in that Matthew Broderick role as well. Okay. So. All right. You have some interesting ones. I, I, I really thought about this. I don't really agree with the Pirates of the Caribbean one. I don't agree with your Uncle Joey yeah, one. Yeah, that, that was a little stretch. But That's I, very stretchy. I really think Robert Downey Jr., he's a good character actor, but I really want to see the Die Hard, the, the Die Hard remake with, yeah, with yeah. Benedict and Chadwick. Yeah. I um, You know, I'm actually going to... I'm going to... I love Chris Pratt, and I think I would put him in pretty much anything. I originally had Chris Pratt and Liar Liar because... Liar Liar with Jim Carrey is one of the most undervalued movies, I think, because it is it is hilarious and it really showcases Jim Carrey as an actor. Um, and it has a really cutesy story to it, too. But um, And that's more I, like physical comedy, too, right? And it's Chris, a lot of Chris Pratt com- does physical comedy yes, pretty I well. I also, though, could see Chris Hemsworth maybe in yeah. this role because he he can do it. Although it re- the movie really relies a lot on Jim Carrey's faces like he definitely has a lot of faces and a lot of like that sarcastic humor which i think chris pratt doesn't necessarily have nor does chris hemsworth but i still think it might be interesting to see a remake of that movie because again 
I mean, we know the world that we live in now, they're obsessed with remaking movies instead of coming up with new untried ideas. So I think that that movie is at least worth a revisit. All right. So moving into official Disney news now. So like I said, there was a ton of news this week. Um, and we'll get to the the huge news of the two bobs uh, at the end here. But there a lot happened uh, with Disney. So Disney announced their cruise itineraries for their new cruise ship. And they are some pretty incredible locations all through Europe. Uh, Alaska, I think, is one of them. The islands of Greece. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, a lot of... I was like, man, there's a lot of cruises I need to go on now. Yeah, so they're stopping at three new locations in Europe. And um, so it's the Greek island of Kefalonia, the the Scandinavian city of Visbis in Sweden, and also the village of Eifjord in Norway, which is closest to their biggest national park. So uh, I think that this will definitely be awesome. And that was one cruise, though. Uh, that's one cruise itinerary i think yeah i think it's i think it's yeah it's one i think it's their european thing right there's a european one there's one that just goes through the islands of greece there's one in alaska um and again they have their typical bahamas where you go to their private island uh Mm -hmm. castaway uh, key so yeah there's a lot of great great trips yeah yeah it it sounds i mean they disney takes care of you from start to finish i know cruises in general do but um, I think Disney on customer service is just completely unparalleled. So I can't imagine what a Disney cruise would be like. I actually think you've never been on a cruise before, right? No, I've never done a cruise. Yeah, I think we should actually go on one. I think you and I should go on a Disney cruise. That that would be potentially one I would go on. If I was going to do a cruise, I think it would be a Disney cruise. Now, these, I think, all start in 2021, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And now, what's interesting is, I mean, with the kind of coronavirus outbreak like cruises a lot of people aren't going on cruises because that's you know a risk of spreading the disease shanghai and hong kong disneyland have been closed for a while it was just announced this week that tokyo disney is closing for the next two weeks the french park and the u.s parks are still open but who knows so you know i mean i think everybody's you know hoping that this kind of you know outbreak of the virus uh, slows down and stops but if it prolongs it could impact some of these cruises because i'm sure with you know next year um, the inaugural cruises they're going to start having signups this year if people are still concerned about that mm-hmm. uh, you can have you can have a real impact on that where you know they're not signing up as many people as possible a lot of people are going to stay home i think if you have a you know prolonged uh, issues especially if if you start seeing the virus here in the u.s which it already seems to be that you could you know, you could see park attendants down. They could maybe even close the U.S. parks for time being. I mean, the Shanghai and Hong Kong parks are going to be closed for at least two months. Seems like a bad time to go, but also a great time to get a good deal. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, I think if they if they do see, you know... Uh, decline. Yeah, decline in bookings and things. You know, once, again, kind of the, the virus subsides and everything, the spread of it subsides, you could see a lot of you know, great offers, but again, I mean, hopefully everybody, you know, stays safe and hopefully we can, you know, kind of stop the spread of this, um, as it seems to be kind of going, you know, throughout the entire world now at this point, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, public safety is the number one concern here. I think it's, I think it's a smart idea to close the parks because when you have 10, 20,000 plus people in a small area like that, um, that's just an easy way. Yeah. It's an easy way to spread it. Exactly. 
yeah yeah so to, so to keep it open but yeah and also one other thing about the cruise line is at the end in december of 2021 that's when disney wish is actually going to be heading out which is their newest cruise liner so um i know they're building three sister ships the first of which is being rolled out this year and then i think there's another one in 2022 and another in 2023 yeah yeah the next few years so all right so disney also announced uh continuing with their epcot refurbishment that spaceship earth is going to be uh, refurbished which we kind of knew but it's officially last its last official day is may 26th they said it's going down for some time they have not said when it will be coming back up, but it's going down May 26th. Uh, they released one initial piece of concept art, which is the Egypt scene, and it looks like they're going to be using a lot of projection mapping oh, on it yeah. to kind of light it up. I will say, I think at this point, you can almost skip Epcot because it's like, what's the point of going to Epcot once Spaceship Earth closes? <laughs> yeah, there's not the whole really middle of the park there. is closed. Um, I, I could see Disney, though, stepping it up and doing a lot of food-centered stuff, you know. Well, they already do a lot of food-centered yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I could see them doing some special offerings to get people there because I think that that is a lot of times the allure of Epcot is getting people in and getting them to try new foods that they want to try. So I think that that maybe could be an opportunity for them to just try to, to get more people in but you're right like half the park is closed yeah i mean i would almost say until ratatouille opens just skip epcot i mean that's my opinion yeah it and may then, be an un, it may be an unpopular opinion because world showcase is still open but the entire middle part of the park is closed now they've ripped it all down there's construction walls and from what i hear as soon as you come in once you get past spaceship earth they basically reroute you and so the seas with finding nemo actually has a much longer wait time because that's now the first thing you see because they're routing people down that way <laughs> first thing you see <laughs> <laughs> whereas before you would never go that way because it's so yeah. far out of the way so with that whole middle part closed spaceship earth's closed so i mean yeah, yeah you have a couple rides like there's i mean living with the land that's a great ride and you have soren and you have frozen but it's like so much half the park essentially you can't walk through so until they get Ratatouille, and that's going to be over in World Showcase, it's almost like you could skip it, especially with Galaxy's Edge open. Like go ride Rise of the Resistance, go yeah. ride, go to Pandora and ride Flight of Passage. Just skip Epcot for the next few months. I mean, you have Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway opening this week. Just I say skip Epcot. That's that's my opinion. Well, I mean, while you're skipping Epcot, I'm just going to ride the Frozen ride over and over and over again. It's going to be a six-hour wait because it's the only thing open at this point. So I don't know, but if everybody listens to your advice, it's going to be a five-minute wait. That's true. That's why I'm doing that. I'm trying to get everybody to not to go, and then so I can go, and then there's no wait for the lines. <laughs> All right. Well, I will say, though, if you are going to ride a ride, don't go to the Magic Kingdom because it's been a rough week for rides at the Magic oh, Kingdom. Oh, yes. So... <laughs> I don't know if it was like Wednesday or Thursday this past week, one ship on the Jungle Cruise sank. And, and the rock came and saved everyone? <laughs> I was going to say, um, no, first of all, I want to say everybody was fine because the Jungle Cruise is in about three feet of water. So it's not like, <laughs> no, I mean, it's not like there was like yeah. a lot of danger. Everybody got off okay. Um, they just got, you know, they got wet. But I was going to say though, all, all hopefully adults... Because if there were babies aboard, then that yeah. obviously would be no. I, a I heard everybody. There was no, you know, injuries reported. I think maybe 
there might have been young children, but it wasn't a big issue. It went down pretty slowly. Um, and then they were near like one of the beach scenes. So they just kind of unloaded them to the beach. But there were so many memes on the internet because of this. So there was, um, people said it to my heart will go on from Titanic. Mm-hmm. Some people put um, Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic in it in that scene where she's on the door and he's freezing to death. <laughs> you know, she's on the door, like a huge door and he's freezing to death instead of, you know, just climbing on the door with her. Yeah. I saw one. Um, this, this was the best one. It was Captain Jack going down with the ship and it, and it was a word bubble that said save the rum <laughs> so so people were having a lot of fun with it i don't know if it was disneyland or disney world but one of their twitters put out um a saying that like basically that like the captain went down with the ship and and it was like a tongue-in-cheek thing about like oh you know he did a great job and like he died doing what he loved like the jungle crew like it was just really they made it sound like he sank with the ship kind of, but because the jungle cruise is kind of irreverent to begin with. Mm -hmm. So they, they even played it up. But I said to you, I was like, I'm not saying they did this on purpose, but this is the greatest publicity for the jungle cruise movie you could ever have. And I saw on Facebook today, somebody posted the wait time for the jungle cruise and they said it's longer than uh, Seven Dwarfs mine car ride. What? So they said, wait, more people want to ride it now that yes. it's something staying. They said it's it's you know there's no such thing as bad publicity <laughs> and and they commented they said they should sink a ship every week just to keep because you never know which one you know yeah, is going to be one sunk of the ships on. Was the one that sank? It was the Sa- the Sadie. I can't remember the name, but okay. apparently this happened once in 2004 where a, a ship sank. But yeah, so everybody was okay. But it was. It was quite funny. The internet got a ton of amusement out of it. (laughs) And then like two days later, the people mover crashed into each other. So two cars wrecked on the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover. And that had to be evacuated. Again, I I didn't hear of any injuries. I think everybody was okay. That ride moves pretty slow. But it got me thinking. Nobody with whiplash on that one. You could. Maybe some. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard anything. But it got me thinking. What rides would I want to be evacuated from? Because like I that I've never we've never been on a ride where it's broken down. Yeah. That I that I can remember. But that I mean it does happen. These rides run twelve hours a day. And so it, it does happen. It's like what would I want to be on? Like I don't it would probably be fun to be in the jungle cruise, you know, when the when the backside of water fights back and <laughs> takes down one of the ships. But then you're going to be all wet the rest of the day. And it's not particularly warm in Florida right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say right now. That would in the be summer, bad. it would be better. But yeah. But if you could get stuck on a ride or get evacuated from a ride, which one would it want to be? Okay. Well, I would love... There's two of them that I came up with. Um, I think it would be very interesting to see how they rescue you from the Tower of Terror. I think that that <laughs> oh would gosh. be... A very interesting and wild ride. So I think I would be in for it. Um, I know that that's Now, sounds... where are you stuck? Are you just like stuck mid fall in the elevator shaft or like what, where, where are you stuck here? Um, I mean, yeah, I was thinking you're up in the elevator shaft. So, I mean, you're not on the base level. You're definitely either about to fall at the top or I guess you could be mid fall. But yeah, I think that that would be. I mean, I, it would be terrifying. I think it would be challenging, but it would be a day. 
See, there are so many fail-safes on that ride that you're not going to get stuck in the elevator shaft. Like, if something happens, it's going to catch you, and then it will just slowly bring you down, and then, and then you'll come out. I think, if anything, you're going to get stuck in, like, that fifth dimension scene, and then maybe they would have to, <laughs> maybe they would have to take you out of there, you know, yeah. if you got stuck in that fifth dimension scene. But that's going to be it. You're not really going to be stuck anywhere i think rides you know a lot of people like to be stuck on or have it malfunction is space mountain because typically yes. if something goes wrong the lights oh turn my on gosh. why did i not think of that but i will say we rode it at the very merry christmas party and they have red and green lights and you could see a lot of the ride then yeah so i mean you can do it without actually being stuck on it so i think that would be neat but i would want to be I would want to be evacuated from Pirates of the Caribbean because I'm always fascinated riding that ride because the show building is so big. I always okay. find myself just looking around at everything mm-hmm. as the ride and just how expansive it is. So I would like to be evacuated from that and get to kind of walk through all the animatronics, some of the scenes, and just get a closer look at things. Uh-huh. And then also Haunted Mansion because, yeah. again, there's so much – in Haunted Mansion that you can't see some of the, you know, the Pepper's Ghost, that those effects, there's like storage below that if I had a chance to walk through it, I feel like that would be really an interesting ride to see. Interesting. So you picked, you picked the stuff that is like, I could get a behind the scenes look. Yes. I was thinking, what would I want to see exactly behind the scenes? And not necessarily like, oh, what would be fun to be broken down on? Yeah, I was thinking my as my other one, I think that um, Everest would be an interesting one, like at the very, very tippy top, where the. Uh, but like, see, that's just like being is- that's just like being stuck on a roller coaster. Like, there's nothing I feel like that interesting about that. You can be stuck on a roller coaster anywhere. I want to be in in an interesting <sighs> ride where I get to see behind the scenes or. Again, like the lights turn on in Space Mountain, and you get to see a unique perspective that you would never see regularly. Well, right. Well, At first, you can kind of, unless you're stuck right in front of the Yeti, and you get a good yes, look at it. Yes, I, I changed my answer. I want to be stuck in front of the Yeti. But that would be almost impossible, like because there's no brakes there. Like, how is it going to stop you right in front of the Yeti? I don't see that ever happening. But if that's possible, maybe the Yeti catches that. you. That would be. <laughs> in which case, that's you would missed, die of a heart attack. That is a missed stop. That is a missed opportunity there. <laughs> the Yeti suddenly starts walking. It's been broken for years, and then it just starts. It, it finds new capabilities it never even it's a, had. It just grabs you. So, yeah, but but yeah. So that uh, it was a rough week for the Magic Kingdom in terms <laughs> of rides. So, but the big news of this week, and yeah, this was a shocker. Yeah, out of nowhere was that. Bless you, Cass. But this is with the big news out of nowhere is that uh, Bob Iger's out. Bob Chapek is in from one Bob to another. A tale of two Bobs. A t- there you go. A tale of two Bobs. So Bob's uncle. Uh, and it's not like uh, Bob Iger. I mean, Bob Iger stepped down. It's not like, you know, there's some scandal, at least that we know of, or he was forced out or anything. But, but he stepped down as CEO, effective immediately. He's moving on to become chairman of the board. And Bob Chapek, who most recently is in charge of the uh, Parks and Consumer Products Division is stepping in as CEO. Wait, 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 hang on one second. Consumer Products Division? Is he the one who's in charge of all the merch then? Yeah, he's basically, they created a new division 
uh, a year or two ago that is essentially now like uh, parks, entertainment, uh, merchandise all in one. And so he is in charge of that. So that's kind of where he came up in the company. And so he's now taking over. And, you know, Bob Iger has extended his contract for a few years. He was originally supposed to be done, I want to say, 2015, 2016. He extended that to 2018. And then when they bought Fox, he extended that to 2021. Yeah. And he has said, I mean, he's, I think, almost 70. So he has said that, like, hey, 2021, he is done. So, I mean, I was kind of expecting him to, to retire. Ride it out. Yeah, next. Well, but I was, I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. That, that he was going to be done next year. But, the, but you would think he would have ridden it out until 2021. Correct. And he is. I'm wondering if there's not some sort of like secret health scare behind the, the scenes or something. Well, that so he's so not releasing. To the there public. are a lot. There are a lot of things. Um, rumors flowing around. We can kind of get into those. But I mean, he isn't leaving the company. So like I said, he's just he's becoming chairman. So he's still riding out his contract, but he's riding it out as chairman of the board instead of CEO. So a lot of people are saying that is there some secret scandal we don't know about that hasn't dropped? You know, he's talked about political aspirations. Is he going to run for president? I mean, it's too late for him to get in the, you know, the presidential um, campaign now, you know, was he forced out? Like, you know, there's gotta be something that's going on to force him to do this. I don't think that they're going to force Bob Iger out to put in Bob Chapek, who apparently is in charge of merchandise and Disney merchandise is always like sadly disappointing. Like I always, when I'm there, I'm like, not that he's the one who does all the brainstorming, but that does concern me because I always feel like there's something to be desired. I feel like it's mass produced and not very well um, designed. So the fact that he's at the top of that doesn't really actually give me a lot of confidence in his ability to lead. But parks and merchandise though are making more, I mean, they're eclipsing every other division of the entire park. So as much as you say, maybe you don't like the merch, you still buy a lot of it. I mean, you, you bought the, you bought the ears that they're I like selling. The ears, it's yeah, just, but, you don't like the t-shirts. Yeah. They're they t-shirts sell, so. and things. I think they could do a much better job with If You can go on Etsy and see people making their own designs that are far better than what Disney's yeah, churning but, out. But with that, I mean, they have so many different options. They're not trying to sell you everything. I mean, you go there and you buy, you buy certain shirts or ears or hats and then somebody else likes those t-shirts. So they're, they're selling to everybody, but that, you know, that division is doing well, you know, Bob Iger, he mentioned this in his book that, you know, he was ready. He is ready to retire. Like he wants to spend time with his family and everything. And he did do an interview after this was announced and kind of said around last Thanksgiving, he kind of just decided like, I, I don't want to run the company anymore. Like I'm, I'm tired of running it day to day. And so, you know, they kind of, he, he talked to the board and I think they fast tracked the secession plan. They've been working on it for a few years. You know, Bob Chapek has been, you know, one person that's been talked about. Kevin Mayer, who runs Disney streaming service is who a lot of people thought they were going to pick because streaming's a big push. But I do think it makes sense I can see why they picked Chapek because, again, Parks has been doing great. Merchandise has been doing great. I mean, that's a huge part of the Disney company. It's now going to be bigger than television pretty soon, the, the, the profits from the parks. So it makes sense that you put the person who ran that in charge of everything. That's I do- insane to think that they own how many TV stations. So the fact that that's, a, that's about to eclipse the um, – like what they make on TV is insane. 
Yeah. And, you know, with that, and I think a lot of people maybe don't care for Bob Chapek. I mean, I've seen, you know, mixed thoughts on this that, oh, he's cheap and he cuts entertainment from the parks and everything like that. And then I have seen people say, oh, no, people that know him, you know, say he's a really good manager and things. And I think really why they're making this switch now and and in the announcement, and Bob Iger's kind of said this in interviews, is he's going to be chairman and he's going to be focusing on the creative side of the business. So he doesn't want to run the day-to-day anymore. You know, a lot of people have said he's going out on top. His legacy is intact now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. Disney's you know, never been higher. When he took on the role of CEO, they were a $30 billion a year revenue company. They're now a $70 billion a year revenue company in the 15 years that he's been CEO. So, you know, Disney has basically taken over everything, you know, since he, since he started. So mm-hmm. he's going out on top, but the issue is Bob Chapek always leave them wanting more. Yeah. But Bob <laughs> Chapek, while he is an operational wizard, he does not have any experience with the creative side. So he's never been in TV development. He's never been in movie development, uh, anything like that. So he, he doesn't have that experience. So I think it makes sense where you know, they bring him in. He's almost like a, I, I see it as like Apple. So if you, you could say Bob Iger was kind of like Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. much more the creative type. Um, you know, he, he, he had a lot of vision that people didn't see with all of these acquisitions and growing the company. And then you have Tim Cook, who is, was much more the operational uh, supply chain genius that made Apple hum in terms of making money because he could, you know, streamline everything and make things more efficient. And I think Bob Chapek's like that, where he is much more operationally minded and knows how to make the parks run efficiently and the business run efficiently. But maybe he doesn't have, he's not that visionary that the former CEO was. So I think Bob Iger is going to take the next couple of years and make sure they have a really strong pipeline and help Chapek learn the creative side of the business, learn how movies are made and TV shows are made and that Hollywood side um, to kind of, you know, groom him essentially so that in two years he's ready to take the whole job. Well, what, one of the things that makes a great leader is to know what you're good at and where your downfalls or where your shortcomings are. So as long as Bob Chapek knows that, you know, creative side isn't really, isn't really my forte and he knows to delegate that to other people, then there's no real need for concern there as long as he knows that. Obviously, you know, that's yet to be seen, but um, it, I, I think that that, you know, hopefully he's that kind of person. And I feel like, you know, Disney right now is in a good place. And I think that they can understand and know and they know that. Yeah. And his contract is only for three years as well. And so he's his, his initial contract, at least is until 2023. So if it doesn't work out, Bob Iger could still step back in. Um, so I think that's kind of why they're doing it now. I'm not naive. I know there could be, you know, other things behind the scenes. I could very easily see it that, you know, Bob Chapek said, I'm leaving unless you make me CEO now and, and kind of accelerated some of this stuff because Disney um, in like 2016 or 2015, 2016, there was um, a couple contenders to replace Bob Iger and Bob Iger decided I'm staying on. They both left and they lost both of them. Mm. They went to other companies and it was kind of this whole botched 
secession planning. You know, they had issues whenever um, Bob Iger took over. I mean, Michael Eisner was kind of uh, thrown out abruptly, and they went through this whole thing, and people thought, you know, Bob Iger really doesn't make sense, but he kind of came over. And so I, th- so I think it was a mix of they wanted a smooth transition. They didn't want to happen. They didn't want to have happen what happened in previous times where, you know, it was this whole big shakeup. Um, but it also could have been, again, they didn't want to necessarily lose, you know, a, a CEO contender to, you know, a number two or a number three in the company because uh, they didn't make them CEO quick enough. And then it's like, oh, what's going on at Disney again? Like, yeah. Is Bob Iger know what's doing? Is he ever going to leave? You know, that's been the joke. It's like he's been leaving for six years now. You know, and he hasn't left. So but he's like, he's like the Brett Favre of Disney. Yeah, he keeps retiring, <laughs> and keeps coming back, but he keeps staying and doing well. I mean, Brett Favre kind of didn't yeah. do too much in the yeah. end of his career. Um, okay, or he did great, depending on how you feel about that. Well, yeah, I mean, Brett Favre. He went to Minnesota. He didn't stay with Green Minnesota. Bay. Yeah, but. But Bob Iger, I mean, they bought Fox. That's why he stayed on for the mm-hmm. last three years. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a similar thing. It's kind of a professional athlete that keeps like, oh, maybe one more year, and then he keeps staying on. <laughs> or it's like that Tom Brady commercial that they threw out for the Super Bowl, and he's like, oh, well, I forget. Yeah, they made it one. seem like he was retired. He's retire. I, I have I have something like, to I'm say. Going nowhere. I'm getting I've, Hulu. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm getting Hulu. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, very very similar to that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so it's. I mean, it's official. It happened. They made the announcement. It happened immediately. And, and you know, Ch- Chapex in charge. And then what's funny is within that week, the Jungle Cruise sinks. The People Mover, People Mover has an accident. And there's a lot of jokes on the internet about that of, you know, like a meme of Bob Iger laughing like, hey, here you go. <laughs> the, whole, the whole place is falling apart his first week here. So I do think, you know, it, like I said, some people have said that, you know, Chapek cuts entertainment in the parks, but he is a parks guy. He is a um, merch guy. So I think what we will see is a focus on more IP in the parks. I think, unfortunately, you probably will see more attempts at getting cash. And we joked about the droids pickpocketing you. <laughs> that may actually be fast track now <laughs> because Chapek is about. You know, how can we get these synergies and, you know, get as much money from our guests as possible? Because, I mean, they are a company. I mean, they're trying to make money. These parks, building these lands aren't cheap. But I I do think you're going to see a lot more IP tied in, a lot more um, hard-ticketed after-hours events, add-on events, experiences to, you know, get people to spend a little bit more with each trip. So maybe... If they don't necessarily stay longer, if they're spending more, kind of like Galaxy's Edge, you know, they're going to be building these lands that have an IP that have, you can experience them without paying an upcharge, but you also could have an upcharge as well. So, but I, I think you're also going to see a continued investment in the parks because he's overseen, you know, the building of Galaxy's Edge of Shanghai Disneyland. And so he realizes um, the parks are a huge part of this company and that's where he started. So I think he's naturally going to gravitate towards that. So, you know, I made the prediction at the beginning of the year when we talked about our next decade that there won't be a fifth park in Orlando. This may change things with with Chapek being there. Maybe he says, hey, let's build a fifth park now, you know, because because, again, he sees value in the park. So I think it'll be interesting to see how the company changes uh, under his leadership again, because he doesn't come from that Hollywood creative side. He comes from more of the you know operational 
um, parks guest experience side of things. Yeah. I, I don't know. I find it scary, but I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm I know I'm with a lot of good company there. I, I think that what Disney does well is a lot of creativity. So it does scare me that somebody who's more business oriented would be then in charge of the parks. Cause I don't want it to become, I mean, it, Disney in, in and of itself, it's com- very commercialized and it's meant to definitely make money, but I feel like they do it in such a way that it's not telegraphed to you. So I'm afraid that that, that layer kind of gets pulled back a little bit. Um, and it becomes a little bit more money grabbing <laughs> with the droids. So I hope that he, finds creative solutions to at least take our money. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, Bob, if you're listening and you do use that droid idea, um, we will accept a royalty check for that. (laughs) I will. I will. Maybe I'll, I'll split it with you. I'll accept it on your behalf. So, (laughs) but yeah, but I think again, it was kind of a a shock out of the blue that the announcement was made. It happened so quickly. Um, but, but I, I mean, I'm okay with it. I think, you know, let's let's see what happens. Let's you know give him his, his due. When Bob Iger took over, you know a lot of people have mentioned that he wasn't seen as necessarily a you know a top choice. He was some guy who had just run a television network, and people were like, "Can he run the entire company? He's just done TV, and look, he's done great. He may have you know he led the greatest expansion that Disney's ever gone through." You know, mm-hmm. so let's, you know, let's give, you know, Bob Chapek his due, you know, and see what he does. Yeah. I mean, it's just always, you know, the devil, you know, I would, it's, I, it's, it's, it's scary. Yes. It's definitely is scary, definitely scary because we know what Disney has been doing and the quality and that they have been putting out and it has been quite strong. So, you know, it's not like you could say, well, it can only go up from here um, because it can't. So. Yeah, I, I hopefully. I mean, it still can go up. I'm not I'm, saying. I'm saying. Up, I'm saying that it's not like it's been poor. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. there's just so much news this week. You know, not even time for another topic because I think, I mean, the real topic was the changing of the CEO because that mm. that essentially was you know the main topic. It's what everybody's talking about right now. <laughs> and the sinking of the Jungle Cruise and all the other crazy yeah, things. Yeah, so that much, so much stuff happened this week. Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. And it's interesting because, you know, you wouldn't think in most companies, if a CEO changes, nobody cares. Yeah. But Disney is so well known. It's like Apple. You know, Apple changes CEOs. It's big news. Um, yeah. Disney, I mean, it was. Can't, oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. For Steve Jobs, I was going to say, I can't name the CEO of Apple now. Well, it's Tim Cook. I think if Tim Cook left, that would be big news because Apple has. It's huge. It has such a following. But Disney has kind of that similar following. Everybody knows Bob Iger. Everybody knows the Disney company, but yeah, if, if the CEO of Google changed, nobody's going to care, you know, Microsoft or somebody, nobody really follows that. So it, it is interesting to see that when, you know, just the average fandom is talking about, you know, these like business things that, oh, who's the CEO of the company that most people wouldn't care about for most businesses they interact with. So really, yeah, really interesting week this week. So, but but that wraps it up for this week. You know, want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all the future episodes as they come out every Monday. Leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it, it really helps. You can also check us out on Facebook or Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast on both. Uh, if you have a question, uh, you can ask it on Facebook or Instagram. Um, or you can send it to our website, enchantedearspodcast.com slash 
podcast question. Thanks for lending us your ears. Yeah, we'll see you uh, here next week. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.